Good morning, my kings and queens, princes and prince. This is the day that the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and be glad in it. Today is September the 2nd. This is a Thursday of 2021. As we begin, let's look at, let's go into prayer. Cultivate in us the willingness to reown rehome and revitalize scattered pieces of ourselves so that wholeness can be restored grow in us the honesty courage and humility to release our fears of who we are and who we are not fueling us with your grace amen and amen well if you have your Bible, please open it. If you have your social media device, please click on, swipe to the right, left, up or down, download, whatever you need to do to get it to turn on your scripture. And let's open to the book of Genesis, chapter 50, verse 20. That's Genesis chapter 50, verse 20. And it reads, As far as you're concerned, you were planning evil against me, but God intended it for good, planning to bring about the present result so that many people would be preserved alive. I'm reading from the ISV version. The the voice translation reads, even though you intended to harm me, God intended it only for good. And through me, he preserved the lives of countless people as he is still doing today. If I had to give this a title for today, this devotion. It would be entitled, It is Always Something. He is on time for us. It is always something. He, meaning God, is on time for us. May the Lord add a blessing to the reading and the hearing of his holy word. Okay, let's get down to business. Jealousy in one's inner spirit can cause one to do harm to oneself as well as hurt others. Let's think about Joseph in the Bible. His brothers treated him with so much cruelty, throwing him into a deep pit and finally selling him into slavery causing his father so much deep pain. But God, in his wisdom, turned a most heinous crime into the most beautiful story, culminating in a glorious finale. God, in his foreknowledge, knew all that was to take place in the life of Joseph long before he was born. And God prepared the way for the brutish, bullying behavior 
of his 11 brothers to be transformed into a precious picture of God's protection and loving care of his people. When at last, Joseph revealed that he has been made the governor of all Egypt and was in a position to protect his entire tribe for the duration of the more terrible famine that was to ravage the world for seven years. Joseph was to comfort his brothers, the same ones that put him into slavery, that intended to do harm, but God intended it all for good. He brought me to this position so that I could save the lives of many. And that's what Joseph said. Joseph is a wonderful picture of the Lord Jesus, beloved of the Father, hated by his brothers, betrayed by those he knew and loved, only to be used of God to save his people from death and destruction before being placed into the highest position in the land, carrying out the will of the Father. This is a picture of the wonderful way that God uses and takes the most painful and difficult circumstances in the life of one that is trusting him to bring about good, not only for ourselves, but for many other people that touch our lives. So when evil and distressing situations happen to thwart our personal plans, we have a number of choices. We can either wallow in the stuff, uh, murmur against God for our misfortune, and bemoan our sorrow state as well as we become embittered embittered with our lot or we can faith we by faith we can rest in the promises of God knowing that no matter what happens in this life God will bring out good from the evil He will bring life out of death. He will bring joy out of sorrow. God uses all things to work together for good so that even when others intend things to be evil, God will use it for good, not only for our eternal benefit, but for the benefit of others and for the glory to his name. Fast forward to us today in 2021 and wherever you are in the world. We all have challenges with jealousy. Either it's us or it's the other person or people. I've always wondered where does this behavior come from? In fact, the more I related to a vast amount of people, I found jealousy to be standing at the door. Sometimes jealousy is shaking my hand. Sometimes jealousy is smiling in my face, breaking bread with me. 
And for some people, jealousy can be in their own households, growing up with them from the same, and came from the same womb as you. Let's just go beyond that, what we know about jealousy, and take it a little further. Chances are you have had some experiences with jealousy, especially, let's just say, in romantic relationships. It's pretty normal to occasionally feel insecure or worry your partner might develop an attraction to someone else. That's kind of normal. As long as you keep it in perspective and don't go all nilly-willy out. But what about insecurity about your pa- about who your partner's been attracted to in the past? Turns out there's a name for that called retroactive jealousy. Retroactive jealousy. It refers to jealousy around someone close to you and their previous relationships. Interest in a partner's past can range from curious to obsessive to avoidant. Like ordinary jealousy, retroactive jealousy is fairly common. It doesn't always create problems, but it can sometimes become obsessive and show up in unhealthy or destructive ways. The good news is that if you recognize it or you go to therapy and you do the work that you need to do or you find that you have it, you can work through those disruptive feelings in Jesus' name. Let's look at the story of of Joseph one more time. As it reminds us that even though evil may be in the midst, it is not the end of the story. For us, if evil is in the midst, it is not the end of the story. We must stay with God, trust in what we know that first knows us all, and we have to give the situation to the source that has always been there for us, which is the triune God. The story really goes into Genesis chapter 37, verse 11 through 35. Um, Joseph's brothers were jealous of him. But his fathers kept thinking about the whole matter. His father kept thinking about the whole matter. In Genesis 37 verse 36, it begins to show that God's hand was guiding Joseph's life. Despite the awful circumstances he found himself in, Remember, Joseph was sold to a high-ranking official in the Egyptian government named Potiphar. Potiphar was part of Pharaoh's inner circle and was the captain of the guard. Um, Commentators identified this more specifically as the chief of executors. So, 
He was way up on the list. In fact, for a while, things started to really look up for young Joseph. Divine success enabled him to find favor in his master's eyes. And he was appointed head of Potiphar's estate. Hmm. However, this would not long last for long. Attracted by his handsome looks, Potiphar's wife desired to be intimate with him. She wanted to get busy with Joseph. To her consummation, Joseph continuously refused. Don't you know that kind of turns some people on when you don't take their advancements? They turn it up. Well, the Potiphar's wife did. One day when no one was home other than the two of them, the mistress grasped Joseph's garment, demanding that he take her. Thinking quickly, Joseph slid out of his cloak. He slid out of his clothes and ran outside. This self-control earned him the appellation, Joseph the Righteous. But Potiphar's wife turned the tables on Joseph. Tell, and then he told, she told her husband that it was Joseph who had tried to entice her. The angry master reacted by, by placing his trustworthy assistant into prison. Impressed by Joseph's wisdom, um, Potiphar did appoint him as his viceroy, second to the king himself, and tasked him by re reading the nations, readying the, I'm sorry, readying the nations for years of famine. Charisma followed him to prison as well. And the warden soon appointed him as his right-hand man. In time, his unique qualities expressed themselves in an additional area. When the king's royal cupbearer and baker were imprisoned, Joseph successfully interpreted their dreams correctly, predicting that the cupbearer would be released and the baker hanged. Two years later, King Pharaoh himself envisioned two dreams which none of his advisors were able to explain. But remembering the Hebrew youth from his prison days, the cupbearer suggested that Joseph be summoned to him. Joseph was around 30 years old around that time interpreted Pharaoh's dreams as being a divine prediction of seven years of plenty followed by seven years of famine and advised Pharaoh to prepare by storing grain during the first seven years. Impressed by his wisdom, Pharaoh appointed him as his viceroy 
second only to the king himself, and tasked him with um, redying um, the nation for the years of famine. After appointing Joseph as viceroy, it goes on, the story says that Pharaoh gave him a wife, a daughter, priest of On, um, Mashrak resources identify Pateria as none other than Potiphar, Joseph's previous, previous master. Joseph and Asenia, his wife, had two sons. That's Masina, Manasseh, and Ephraim, both born during the seven years of plenty. Before Jacob's death, he gave Joseph a gift. His children would be the only ones from among Jacob's grandsons to be treated as independent tribes. Indeed, throughout the Jews' journey in the desert, the tribes of Manasseh and Ephraim received equal status to the other tribes, and they inherited individual portions of the land of Israel. So we see in Joseph's story, it highlights the proper attitude toward difficulty and misfortune. Upon discovering Joseph's identity, his brothers were sure he would utilize his imperial powers to exact revenge against them for their evil conduct. See, when you do evil to people, you already have that in you, so you assume that Evil is coming your way because that's all you know. However, the sentiments expressed by Joseph were quite opposite. But now, do not be sad and let it not trouble you that you sold me here. For it was to preserve life that God sent me before you. You did not send me here, but God. Joseph recognized that all the travails he had undergone were ordained by God to ensure the survival of Egypt and the surrounding countries. Keeping this in mind enabled him to forgive his brothers and repay anonymously with benevolence. So as we go through our trials, I'm telling everyone, Keep this in mind and let God be the source of your strength and refuge and let him repay and let him take care of everything. So rise today. The prisons that we find ourselves in, we still have to do the right things despite the wrong things around us so that we can in the triumphs God's time, have victory like Joseph, like Jesus, who is our Savior. Have a blessed and beautiful day, and let us close in prayer. Loving Father, keep us from evil, but I pray that when trouble and hardships 
come our way that we may trust in you implicitly and by faith. Rest in the truth of your word, knowing that your work, that you will work all things for our good. And we thank you that your grace is always sufficient, no matter what we face. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Have a blessed and beautiful day. Love yourself, love others, forgive yourselves, and definitely forgive others.